Welcome to another episode of the Stokes Hour, and we have two very special guests with me right now, Joey and Jimmy. What's going on, guys? Not much, man. Not much is going on. First things first, I wanted to address Joey going to state for wrestling. Yep. How was that? Uh, it was. Um, it was fun. Uh, I don't know. I did. I didn't. I didn't really quite meet my goals, but it was. It was a cool experience to go down and be in kind of that that atmosphere where every you, you really get like the best of the best in the state and it's just kind of fun to see considering you got it taken away from you last year too yeah it was last year definitely was not very fun when when we found out the day before that we weren't going to be able to go down it was pretty disappointing and then you i'm trying to think here you would you have done better last year or this year do you think i probably I don't know. I feel like I would have I would have done better this year had I gotten the experience last year. I mean, wrestling at state, it's different than, than anything else. The level of competition is just way higher. Um, there's there's nothing. There's no givens. Nothing. There's no like. Nothing is certain. Nothing. Nothing is given. It's just a higher level, and uh, I kind of found that out because I lost. Three to two against against a good kid, in triple overtime. So I don't know. I wish I would have. I wish I would have been able to wrestle in the Schottenstein Center, which is like the Ohio State basketball arena. Oh, that's pretty sick. So we we like you every year. It's usually held in the Schottenstein Center, but this year because of COVID, they couldn't afford to rent the venue. So we had to. Uh, we were just at like a local Columbus high school. So I mean, that that was kind of unfortunate. I wish I would have been able to wrestle under the lights in the shot, but I mean, it was still a very cool experience. And then Jimmy, you dealt with injuries during your wrestling career. Yeah, so uh, I got injured in practice wrestling Joe. He's a little bit of a hammer. He's a little physical in practice. I got basically just picked up and dropped onto my hip. I got a bad bruise, and it was just I had just had some deep deep tissue muscle injury and it was just two or three weeks that I really couldn't practice hard go in every day feeling decent feeling fresh and as soon as I started practicing just cramping up and burning and the worst thing about sports injuries is like you think training it's no pain no gain but a lot of times with injuries it's just not going to get better unless you rest it and it's kind of frustrating when you're trying to work and trying to work through the process of getting healed and you really just have to rest and not do much and it just kind of feels lazy Ended up getting through that, missed conference tournament, came back at the end of the year, qualified for districts, and season ended at districts. Well, that's not bad, though. Districts is pretty far, for the most part. Yeah, um, wrestling, I kind of look back at it. I didn't start wrestling really until my freshman year, and I spent my freshman year injured a lot of it. So, don't have a ton of experience on the mat, never really um, stud wrestling. Really, what what I got more out of wrestling was just staying in shape, getting a little bit, a uh, little bit of toughness. I mean, wrestling teaches you a lot, honestly, as just a person. So, so even if I didn't get the most out of the sport as far as wrestling goes, like he he's considering wrestling in college, I'm not. Um, the sports definitely taught me as a person about being tough and just getting through some stuff. Now we both like we all played football together, but I never did wrestling. So which one was more physically demanding, I should say? Probably wrestling, right? Wrestling. By far. 
wrestling. No more. It was more lifting then. No, it's just it's it's a different. You know, in fo- in football, you 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 run a play. It's it's like a one rep max every play, but you get fifty to sixty seconds off in between plays. Wrestling, it's six minutes, hundred percent. It's like you're sprinting for six minutes. It's it's just a different a different type of challenge. I mean, in football, you deal with. I mean, in football, you you're running at each other full speed. In wrestling, you're not really like taking those kind of like collisions. But the the strain, the the cardio is, is just so much more intense. That like if if I went into football season in my wrestling shape, I wouldn't even I wouldn't break a sweat like. <laughs> It's it's just a completely different level. Yeah. Honestly, uh, when it comes to sports, I don't think you know. Once you get to the highest level, I don't think there's a sport that's easy. You know, a lot of people, I don't know, soccer gets mocked sometimes. People say you know whatever. People say golf's not a sport because you know golf isn't physically as demanding, or even even sports like bowling. And I think at the highest level, there's not a sport that's going to be easy physically. You know, I I can't go draw drive a golf ball 300 yards. But as far as, like, the day-to-day, just practice and how, like, the, the mental place that you go in a wrestling match and just, like, the physical burn, it definitely, wrestling is one of the hardest things I've done. And comparing to football, just getting through a wrestling practice is definitely way more intense. Now, would football be more fun then, would you say? Or would you say that wrestling's more fun? It, it depends. I mean, it really de- it depends on your personal preference. I mean, I like... The thing that I like about wrestling is that it's just me out there. I'm, I'm not. I'm accountable for me and me only. I'm yeah, not. I was about to say because wrestling is more of a solo sport, right? right? I mean, it has you have you collect points for your team. I I think, but yes. right. You. So, I mean, the thing is, is, like wrestling at Worcester, we we've never really had like a very good team. So I mean, when we when we go and we wrestle, like we wrestle dual meets, a lot of time we don't win a whole lot of matches. So, I mean, wrestling in college, I think it'd be fun to be part of, like, a team atmosphere where everybody's good and everybody can compete and everybody can win matches. That's part of the reason that I like I like wrestling. I think I want to pursue it in college. Yeah, I think a lot of how fun a sport is comes down to your success in the sport. You know, if you go 0-10 in a football season, it doesn't matter. I mean, you can love football. You can be going on a scholarship after you graduate, but, I mean, no one likes losing 10 games. So I think a lot of it comes down to uh, how much success you can have and the kind of culture you have around the team. Let's say culture, your coaches too. Coaches can affect Yeah, so we, we've gone through, I think, five, four coaches in four years of high school. Is this for – I could probably say the same thing for football. I mean, defensively, like defensive backs, we've gone through three already. Yeah, so position coaches, yeah, but, I mean – to change completely head coaches of the program four times, yeah. we just there's there's no structure in place. It's just everything changed, and there's really no like you talk about having a culture or having a program. There really isn't even one with how much things have shifted. That's fair. And then you'd say probably for like a wrestling coach. I mean, they're how like what's the structure mean? Like, what do you mean by structure as far as wrestling? I f- like there's. I mean, it's kind of hard to to explain to someone who, who isn't around the sport. But, I mean, like, running – there are different coaches run practices differently. Some coaches run, like, a, a very long practice where you – like, you're 
you warm up and then you you work on a ton of technique and it's it's not a, it's not necessarily as fast paced whereas other coach and that, that that kind of practice can can drag out for like two hours two and a half hours whereas other coaches and the, the kind of style that I like that we've kind of been able to integrate like later in, in our career is um, like a shorter practice where it's only like an hour hour and a half you get in you start moving and you don't stop until you're done and it seems like you, you, you get like a ton of work in and a very compact amount of time. You get a good sweat going, you don't stop sweating, you get your heart rate up and it doesn't come down. And uh, you get a lot of live wrestling, which is pretty much just like 100% full go, but in practice, just working against your teammates, trying different stuff. And it's, it's just a, a different, there's like different different ways to go about it. Yeah, and I get that. Uh, and another thing we also brought, I think we brought this up earlier in the podcast, but as I was saying, uh, not only do sports like mentally and physically make you better, but also gives you great values. As, as far as, um, I think I was doing a Sean Carmichael scholarship earlier, and I was reading over the values that he brought to this team as far as worth ethic and uh, being a great leader and a role model for everyone around you, treating everyone with respect and I think that's a very important value. I think sports shape you into the person you are. Just considering you are constantly there all the time, that's kind of your life when you play sports. And you put all those hours into it. I mean, how much hours do you think you put into the off season? A lot. <laughs> do you spend more time probably for wrestling, right? Well, that or just the... that or just lifting, right? A lot, yeah, a lot of the so... off season changed just because <laughs> I mean, going into like going into the spring before COVID, I was planning on giving it my best shot at state, and then I wasn't going to play baseball in the spring. I was going to wrestle freestyle, and there's just a bunch of different styles of wrestling. So freestyle is just like an Olympic style of wrestling. So I was going to do that and just focus on wrestling all through throughout the summer until football. But when COVID happened, I kind of kind of threw a wrench in the gears so I, I just pretty much started lifting and didn't stop you know for you being an aggressive motherfucker i think for baseball instead of baseball if we had a team boxing team i think you'd probably do boxing instead yeah i, I don't know i've kind of like you've been getting into mma recently I've, been getting, I've gotten i've gotten into mma what would you consider bit. i've tried to i'm trying to look for someone to do boxing and do sparring. I don't want to spar with you because you probably kick my ass. But well, definitely not fun sparring. Yeah, I can say <laughs> sparring, that wrestling. Sparring does not mean like kicking the shit out of, out of each other. Sparring can be just like it's like, intentional practice. It, it's yeah, in, it's intentional. It's yeah. deliberate. And I got that. But if I boxed, I'd probably I just need to train, get a stronger core, six pack maybe. I think honestly, combat sports like wrestling, boxing, any any of those. Like you talk about having to like drag, like you go to the gym, you got to do your cardio. You know, you hop on the treadmill, get on the elliptical. Any of those, they're so boring. And you can do, I mean, twenty minutes, half an hour of boxing, wrestling, like any combat sport, and the amount of cardio and how intense it is. I'm about I mean, to say it make it hard, but also make it more fun. Exactly. Running is not fun. I remember I, we were just running on the track today, and I remember how much I hate running just in a circle. <laughs> yeah, running can be mind numbing. That's where like I tried. I'll go on. That's where it just, I mean. It's it's intense cardio, but really it's a lot more engaging. Like running in a straight line. That's the thing, I've always heard. You know, cross country. It's it's definitely 
like track cross country i don't know how you can just stay engaged with that like i know it's not an easy sport but just running and doing that repetitive task every day i mean even in football running the same play 10 times gets to my head after a while it gets a little boring well cross country i think is a little bit different when you're training because you're kind of running around like a scenery when you run around a scenery it, it makes it not saying it's the work and stuff probably makes it still harder for you because you're going up and down hills but you see different things you see cars pass you see people that might honk at you or something like that you go downtown or you run wherever i think that makes it a little better but when you hit the track you're just going in a straight circle no i definitely agree yeah yeah the treadmill's even worse oh i can't stand the treadmill i mean like a nice tv yeah xbox up there I recently, since wrestling ended, I've really, the past couple years, I've always just been lifting sports specific, so a lot of uh, compound movements, power cleans, bench press, squat, and now that I'm kind of done with sports, I've been just going to the gym and actually been doing a little bit more intentional nutrition and tried to, tried to lift a little bit more to try to maybe grow some muscle, and, uh, that's been interesting so far. Yeah, I saw the progress on your uh, Finsta, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I was impressed. I was really <laughs> impressed. Through wrestling, I I went down from about 205 was my football weight, and I ended the wrestling right around 180. Are you using a guide? Are you looking it up? Um, How are you finding I've been watching stuff? a lot of stuff on just YouTube, just doing research, and then it's just you can lose weight in wrestling. You just get in a deficit. You just, I mean, when you have... It's hard to it's hard to follow a diet always, but I mean when you got to make weight, it, you kind of have no choice. So I'm about to say wrestling kind of pushes you to yeah, that. it just gives you that's no kind of some accountability, kind of forces you to make the number. And not only are you great at sports, but you also are probably two of the smartest people I know. <laughs> Besides myself, I mean I'm pretty smart. But... <laughs> Self proclaimed. Yes, yes. Um, you guys are going what engineering? Yeah, for thinking, both of you. Uh, and what what did you want to do? Were you aerospace? Mechanical, probably aerospace. Yeah. Aerospace. And what are you? Mechanical. Okay, so aerospace. We'll start with that. The more fascinating one. More <laughs> <laughs> specific. I think. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm messing. But aerospace. What do you want to? You just working on planes? Or are you working? So I actually had to think about this writing. Like you mentioned earlier, you're writing a sports scholarship. I was writing some scholarships for the colleges of engineering and um i think something that'd be really interesting to work with would be renewable renewable energy yeah powered flight moving forward i think that's definitely something that's going to be hard to do and um really i don't know if that would be possible a lot of the jobs in the aerospace field actually end up being military industrial complex developing weapons or developing military aircraft and uh, that's just the bulk of the field is just the nature of it. But, I mean, unless you go into the um, private sector, if you can go into NASA, work developing rockets. But The next Tesla, the next Tesla airplane, self-flying airplane. Yeah. Actually. Jimmy Lyons. I heard on a, on a Joe Rogan podcast that Elon Musk is interested in the. Uh, Interesting, yeah, but he, he said he his brain was gonna like too. He was he gonna explode if he flight. kept thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, he 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 just said he wouldn't. He would be fascinated in starting like an an aerospace company. I mean, it's not have... it's not like not like rocketry, but like yeah, I got commercial you. flight. That dude's crazy. That dude is crazy. He has what semi trucks now, right? Yeah, yeah. He, has... he went from the like a regular Tesla car. I was at the Model 
Model 3. They have what's, the the fir- what's the first one? Model A or yeah, whatever. All right, so you go from all the you know the regular you know SUVs and the sports cars to the Cybertruck, which doesn't look anything like a truck, but no. I still think that is so dope because it looks just cool. Yeah, <laughs> and, it's like it's out of a movie, out of the yeah, <laughs> and and then you go to uh, the semi truck. I yeah. think that's good too. That's it's, just good marketing for Tesla. Definitely insane how they've grown the company in the past ten years. Well, that and Elon Musk is also running SpaceX at the same time. Yeah, so he's got Tesla, SpaceX, and the Boring Company, which is the... Oh, yeah, he's got the flamethrower. I think it started out selling caps because he wanted to make a tunnel underneath... Yeah. Or was it Los Angeles? I think his vision was for, like, hyper-transport. So you think you have, like, the bullet trains where you can lock onto a track and you can move a lot faster when it's fixed and i think the um overall goal was to bore tunnels that you drive through and make and make less traffic right yeah because it's like yeah. really hard to get around los angeles I heard. yeah it's like two hours i think i was talking to yeah i was talking shout out lucas nero i was talking to lucas nero about this and he was telling me his brother like if he was on the main streets of la or whatever and you wanted to go like a couple miles down the road it was like 45 minutes that point i might as well walk yeah any <laughs> more enjoyable you get down there faster but oh my gosh yeah and then so then mechanical engineering i think i want to do something sim- like something with renewable energy um i i think i also think like it'd be very fascinating to work on on cars with like electric vehicles so like if general motors is expanding their i mean right now They've come out with like a, a, a Mustang model that's electric. They've come out with a, I think a Ranger model that's electric. So I mean, it's just, it'd just be cool to work on either like implementing new renewable technologies, like implementing solar technologies into companies or wind technologies into companies or whatever it may be, or working with, um, with like a car company like Tesla or General Motors. I about to say, the new trend for car industry is definitely electric now. And I forgot what company I saw. I don't know if it was Mercedes, but you can control it with your eyes. There was a demo. Yeah. There was I, a, I, I haven't heard, heard of that. There's a demo, or I saw someone where they were controlling with like their eyes. And it was going like super, super slow, obviously. Cause, but they're like they're working on like vision, where you just look. You don't have a steering wheel. That's Which, crazy. what if you just wanted to look at the nice mountains to the left <laughs> and you're going off the side of the road then at that point? But I don't know how that's going to work. You know, something I think is interesting. I don't know if um, you ever sign into an account or create an account and you get the uh, the recapture that pops up and it says, like, pick the motorcycles, yeah, pick the bikes, yeah, pick yeah. the stop signs. Yeah. That's, um, so obviously Tesla's got, they got self-driving cars. And that's machine learning. That's computer learning, artificial intelligence. But the computer can't just recognize what it's looking at. So they have to get a massive set of data. And the way they do that is through those recaptures. So when it asks you what picture has a bike in it, it's recording that data and it's teaching the computer that that's what a bike looks like. It's teaching the computer that's what a stop sign is. That's what a pedestrian is. And that's, I mean, that's, I never realized that. But you notice whenever, I mean, the next time those pop up, it'll ask you a parking meter. It'll ask you to pick out the buses. And the reason it's all on, like, those pictures of roads is because they're data mining to power the artificial intelligence for the cars. Okay, but isn't it crazy that we went from milking cows to 
working on computers now. Yeah. <laughs> Milking cows and. I mean, that's the. I saw the tweet about it the other day. It was this planet was literally rocks and grass, and we have Bluetooth. You know, you can. Yeah. You can connect your phone to the computer from just through the air, and it's kind of insane how far we progressed. That's crazy. We have phones now. We just call someone. We don't even have to walk anymore. Long gone the days. Actually, you know, I actually considered an ACT article. I read this because I was bored. And it, was, it wasn't it was a practice. It was actually on the real test because I got sidetracked and I didn't take that test series. And so I read it and it was talking about the art of the front porch. Okay? And the front porch was like a social event. You would walk down the road, see your pal or neighbor or whatever, and you'd sit on the front porch and chat for a while. Now that's gone out the wayside because we have cars. That's what they're talking about. It's like technology events, you, you know, out with the old and with the new. And so now everyone's advanced to the back porch. Privacy. <laughs> Fences. I don't know. I wouldn't like that stuff. But I'd, I like a front porch. I do. Actually... I think, who has the front porch? I think it was the Morgans. They had like an old-fashioned front porch you could sit on with the rocking chairs. I have my rocking chairs outside, too. Me and Max sat out there for like an hour and just chatted. <laughs> Anyways, I'm babbling on. <laughs> I'm babbling on about front porches. But, uh, but um, yeah, no, that's crazy, all the technology advances we made and stuff like that, especially like just Tesla in general and like how we can land a rocket just by itself. And now we're finally, USA, baby, we're launching Americans from American soil. And other people, too. But America, <laughs> am I right? Elon Musk for president. I think we should buff up the uh, the NASA budget. I think we definitely we should. I think we should. I think space exploration is a little uh, undervalued. It's important. Yeah. I it's agree. very important. I think, well, I mean, why wouldn't you want to know what's on, like, Saturn or Mars? Or, like, try to get to Mars, at least. I mean, how possible do you think that is because elon musk i think said it's it's they're like two or three years away from it but like how logistically possible is it because mars is like really toxic poisonous well, right what are you talking about being possible are you talking about settling dude mars like or dudes mars? landing on the mars dudes and girls i honestly <laughs> i haven't i don't know how possible i mean they're obviously investing in planning trips so it's it's feasible They've done the calculations, I'm sure. I think there's certain um, we got to be in a certain place in our orbit relative to them. Well, I was thinking, is it going to be like the Apollo, where they do a couple round trips around Mars and then come back and then like land? Or I honestly don't know. I haven't done any research. No. Like, I'm about to say because they're they're starting up the is it the Artemis program? I don't know. Uh, I haven't, I'm I haven't not heard certain. About it. I don't know. I took an astronomy class. So I know. I, I know you're a big NASA stuff. guy. How about that? I know all this stuff. What What do you want to do? I'm meteorologist. Meteorologist. Now, cool would it be to study weather from space? Be an astronaut. Want, is that like? Do you want to be an astronaut? Or I could. Do you want to like that? Work definitely for a weather station. Like, what do you? Where do you? Where do you want to work? Uh, that I haven't thought that far. I really don't know what I'm gonna do with meteorology. I just know I want to put my foot in science. Like, I like science, so I'm gonna. And weather seems cool because I like I like physics and all that stuff. Um, but I don't know what I want to do with meteorology quite yet. I'd be cool to like, I see a bunch of like, there's some weathermen that like fly planes and like study the atmosphere. I think that'd be cool to be a pilot. 
Would you would you consider being like a weather reporter, or would you be more on the back yeah, end? Yeah, like I mean, the science uh, like news report. It, there was an opportunity. I think it'd be cool. It'd be a cool experience to do it. Like, I don't know if I want to do that for my whole life, but I really don't know what I like. I haven't stepped into that career yet. I think it'd be cool to check it out, though. There's a lot of stuff you can do with it. Probably, I'm assuming. I hope. Or else I'm working. Or else I'm working at Best Buy the rest of my life, <laughs> moving TVs and packing boxes. <laughs> That's some good stuff. But then, like, you know, it's actually fun. You can literally make a career out of anything now. Make a career of basket weaving, for God's sake. Like, but in just in general, now college, like Lucas, you're going to like a coding school for two years, right? Like, school, yeah. yeah, but it's not even like, is it a college or is it kind of like not it's really a, a college? school, two-year college. Yeah, so. Like an associate's degree. So you don't even need to go four years and you can make a fine living off that. I think that's cool. I mean, that's kind of what we're starting to get to. It's kind of crazy how expensive college has actually gotten. That's, that's what we, that was what we were talking about. That stuff is awful. It, it like, it. Jimmy knows a lot more than I do. But. It's, it's kind of ridiculous. You look at the last 15, 20 years, and costs have risen almost. They haven't doubled, but, I mean, we're up to about $28,000, $29,000 a year for in-state room board tuition and fees. So you're looking at, I mean, no scholarships, paying over $100,000 for a four-year degree. Not even that. At the same time, we're looking at more of a cheaper selection of schools considering we don't have a broad selection. You go out of state and you're already looking at out of state tuition, which sucks. Yeah. Like I would like to actually consider looking around, but yeah. I don't really have that option considering exactly. schools are too expensive. And um, really a lot, it's kind of losing some value to the college education. If you look at the way that average salary has increased in the United States, um, Really, we're making less money, and college price has increased. So it's really, I mean, our generation is being given a bad deal with bad job ex job outlooks and expectations. Salary hasn't risen with inflation. Compensation hasn't really gone up, and the cost of college is going up. It's just becoming more financially difficult. And a big metric that you can look at is the amount of hours of minimum wage labor you have to do to put yourself through school. And you hear some older people, some Congress people that are a little out of touch with how much things have gotten out of hand. And they'll say, you know, I worked part time to put myself through school. And you look at it and maybe in 1980, you could work four hours at a part time job and be able to pay your tuition. And you look today, you'd have to be working 14 hours a day at a minimum wage to put yourself through school. And that's just not possible. I was say 1980 or like 1960. How old was Ruth Gin G Gettersburg? Ba Bader Ginsburg. G Bader Ginsburg. She was, uh, I think, late 70s, early 80s. Holy so smokes. Really, I mean, you look at, you got minimum minimum age limits for politicians and kind of seems like we should consider maximum age limits because a lot of politicians are just getting out of, out of touch with uh, I think the pulse of America right now, and they don't really, they can't really relate to. Uh, Get the boomers out of office. Yeah, we need the youth. <laughs> People who are just youth, they need to understand us. Put, how about we put like Lucas Robinson in office? You don't want that. Don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, the that would that be. A huge if you collapse. if you could market Lucas Robinson into office, I think you could make a lot of money doing something else. Shoot. Put that in a T-shirt. <laughs> Not to say. I could be the queen of England if you're getting in office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not kidding about that one. Mm, gosh, about to say. 
But, but um, I'll go on. I think it's interesting. You said you can make money doing anything now. Like you said, basket weaving. I think uh, the way that like the, the digital landscape where you can make money through YouTube, Twitch, any any of these online platforms, even selling things as far as like an Etsy shop. Shit, even TikTok. TikTok, yeah. I mean, really, you have 16, 17-year-olds making six figures as influencers and through commissions if they market products and get sponsorships. And really, you look across the board on YouTube, and there's people. I mean, you can if you find a niche, you can do anything. Like you said basket weaving. You can literally, if you can find an audience, you can market yourself as a basket weaver. You can make money online, and I think that's kind of insane how much that's offering itself as an alternative to uh, to the the college pathway. Traditional blue collar nine to yeah. five. You got to go to work every day. And I think um, really the rising norm for your future job. If you pull kids, it used to be police officer, fireman, uh, doctor. Um, I think the number one career choice that kids say they want to do when they get older is be a YouTuber right now. And that's kind of an insane shift to see that change in the culture in just a couple of years. But uh, I think it's kind of, I, I kind of like the ability to go on YouTube, go on anywhere. And if All you about said the ability to do anything, anything is becoming nice. It's becoming accessible for everybody. Yeah. Just like painting a picture. I mean, that's always kind of been the norm, but you could like you could go out paint a picture. I could, I mean, look at athletes. Athletes get paid crazy amounts of money to shoot baskets and dunk, make crazy dunks, and you know bring all this money to the organization and stuff. It's just like if if you can do something that most people can't do, and like or or do something that most people can do in a way that other people can't do it. Like me and you can go to the basketball court and shoot a layup. But we can't do what LeBron James does. No, it's, it's just, it's just like, crazy. <laughs> or, or, like we, we can hop on Fortnite, but we can't do what Ninja does. Like yeah. We can't. Those guys perfect it. Yeah, you can go to school for sitting on your ass and playing video games. That is crazy. That but really... it's just like if you can do something in a way that other people can't do it. What's the demand for playing video games at college? Like, why is that a degree? Esports. So esports, it's not a degree. It's a, it's just like an athletics program where you can receive a scholarship to go play football. You know, they say um, we have a big need and a big want for people to come compete in this, and there's other schools that want it too. And if you're at the highest level, and if you can bring some talent, and you can compete and earn a spot, they're willing to pay you to go to their school. I think Ashland has a Rocket League team. Yeah. Ooh. I know uh, Akron has a CSGO team and a Rocket League team, I know a kid among others. I do, too. There's a it's, lot of – but there there can be a lot of money yeah. like for, like, the professional East, teams. What like, the Fortnite tournaments? I don't know how many people came to those. Yeah. What, what, where did they host that? Was that the, the Dallas Stadium? I'm not certain. I, I never even watched one of those. I know. I just oh, saw some – like, you just hear about, like, some of the prize money scrolling through Instagram, and you see, like, millions of dollars. Yeah, 16-year-old making $2 million. Yeah, $2 million to play some Fortnite. That sounds like, that's not too bad. And it's not that easy. I mean, those people are insanely good at what they're doing, but it's just insane how much money there is there. Same with a lot of sports. Like, they put in the time and effort and get to, like, the highest level, just like another sport. Exactly. I would invest more time into a good game if there was a quality game. Like, Fortnite has gone out the wayside. Yeah. If there was time, like, Rocket League, I'll invest my time in. I'm not very, I mean, like, I'm good, but I'm not, like, eSport good. No yeah. way. Not even close to it. It's ridiculous. They you make see, me look terrible. You see some of these 
esports players and you talk about how you know it's such an easy job and they're sitting on their butt playing a computer game all day and making a lot of money but i mean there's thousands of people trying to do the exact same thing and it's just like we've been saying if you can be the best at something then you can make money doing it like you can say tiktokers are you can say that they're talentless teenagers making thousands of dollars but i mean really there's a couple million talentless teenagers trying to make money on TikTok, and there's only a couple people that are really doing it. You've you know what I? Be the best. You know what I find is kind of cool is this. This might be not as accurate as I thought it was, but it, it kind of is accurate. Um, Minecraft. You could actually design a cool building on Minecraft, and that could you like you could use that as experience in like a field, like a design field of some sort. I think that's cool. Like stuff like that, like Legos. Like, I think construction workers are like, hey, did you ever, you know, use Legos or whatever? And I'm like, if you use Legos, that could go into a more of constructive mindset going into different fields of some sort, which I think is really cool. And I think that helps a lot of people, too. I play with Legos a lot. What you guys play with? Legos. Legos. Lincoln Logs. Lincoln Logs. Tinker Toys. Lincoln Logs. All of it, man. I used to play with the arm. I make bases out of my... So I make like little army bases. What were those trains that we used to have? Oh, I don't remember. We used to have like the ones that had like magnets on both ends and like you know. Yeah, that was like the Thomas. No, the train. it was it was like a connect set, but you could build like a train track, and it would be like it was like four feet tall. It was like this big old set. I can't remember, but yeah. yeah. I think something interesting is uh. You talk about using Minecraft as an example mm-hmm. as like a design tool. I think that, you know, virtual reality and augmented reality were brought in. You know, they have the Minecraft Earth where you can interact with your environment yeah, on yeah, your yeah. phone. I think, I mean, that, that technology is being brought to the prof- professional world as well where there's programs being developed where they're designing components for, you know, cars, the mechanical engineering industry at large where they're not really using a mouse and keyboard. You're interacting with your hands and with the headset and you're immersed in the design. That's, think, yeah. That's, you know, you look at, like, the Iron Man movies and he's got the, the big display in front of him and it's not on a monitor and he's just moving his hands through the air and the computer can tell what he wants to do and that's actually becoming reality. And that's Okay, but cool. how cool would it actually be to wear an Iron Man suit? It'd be insane. Uh, so you and could you could shoot stuff, you could fly, the and most get there pretty pretty fast. I don't know how that, fast you go. It, but. it seems like we're moving towards that becoming a reality as technology advances. Yeah, well, we'll see how far we get. But some aspects of it are unrealistic. I'm about to see. Yeah. You think you think we would see that in our lifetime? In our lifetime, possibly. Because that's I mean, let's hope it's like that, eight, um, eighty more years. <laughs> that Mercedes that Luke was talking about uses AR. Augmented reality. Yeah. Okay, so, so like, does it follow like your eyes? Yeah, eye tracker. I, you like tur- they're releasing it next year. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. I'm about to say. So it doesn't it, have a steering it's, wheel. It's no, it does, but oh. you have an eye tracking option you can use. That's crazy. But it follows the lines of the road. It knows all throughout, like Jimmy said earlier about how they use the capture stuff. It follows the lines of the road, so you can't go off the road. That's crazy. That's, my, that's... my goal, personally, is to drive, get a Tesla. So I can literally just like hop in the car, press start, and not touch anything, and like get from point A to point B, and not have to do anything. I about to say, the more and more I thought about it, if I'd rather have a supercar or a Tesla, I'd probably pick a Tesla. Well, the Tesla—they're coming out with like 
the Roadster. Yes. Which is like a sports. It's a it's a Tesla sports car. It, it has it, the the acceleration and the the t- top speed match like Bugatti level like supercars, not even sports cars. That's crazy, and it's level. all electric too. Yeah. That's insane. They uh they developed honestly they're on the forefront developing new battery technologies to be able to discharge the power faster. They're really revolutionizing not just electric cars but electric technologies as a whole. About to say all they got is time on their hands now, man. Yeah. It's it's kind of crazy that all of this is just coming now. Yeah. About to say all the like the revolutionary ideas revolutionized. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Yeah. We'll go with that. All those ideas are like coming in, like they're all hitting us. Now. I don't know awesome. if you've uh, if you've Sick. heard of Elon Musk's new Gigafactory oh, in, in Asia. What is this? So right now they have the battery production in one area, and they have car manufacturing in the United States, and they're building. I don't know if you could look up the the new campus in Asia, but it's it's absolutely massive, and they're bringing everything under one roof. So it's. Like, is this for production of Tesla? Yeah, this, this is this is Tesla production, and okay. with their new line, they're bringing it forward where they're gonna have all of the production under one roof, really. So they're gonna be bringing all the raw materials and producing the car, battery to wheels, like the whole thing, moving car under one roof, and they're just saving so much money on shipping and everything. And if you just look at the scale and the size of this new campus, it's absolutely massive and it's insane. I don't know the exact. I mean, we're looking at a picture of it here. I don't know if they have the statistics. I think there's a concept. Did they? Uh, did they have the statistics of the? Um, like the size. Like footprint, how big it is. I have not yet. I haven't seen it. Let me look this up real quick. It's it's honestly mind-boggling. It's hard to wrap your mind around. Um, so. The current structure has a footprint of more than 1.9 million square feet. Um, (laughs) And and the like, kind of like housing and like houses they're building, uh, the place is going to get up to 5.3 million square feet. Oh my god! That is insane. This is so they're they're going to house like the workers on campus. I guess I'm not certain. Um, this is a $1 billion investment from Tesla. So $1,000 million worth of building for this factory. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, they're probably going to make it all back. Yeah. I was about to say, to, they'll uh, make it all back. Um, they're expecting to employ 5,000 people at this location. That's great. In mid-2018, battery production at Gigafactory 1 reached an annualized rate of roughly 20 gigawatts an hour. I don't even that's know. That's insane. What's a, what's a gigawatt? <laughs> it's, it's just a unit of energy. Measure. Okay, so it's it's higher than the regular. I'm about to say. Yeah. Um, you know what's even? But this is the crazy part about like we see how big that is, with like the technology we have now. But like, look at the Great Pyramids. Like what? Is yeah. it, wait a second though. The way they achieved that that long ago. Wait a second. Is it a conspiracy? I the honestly, aliens? Did the aliens do it? I honestly do don't think it's past that. I think that's possible. But. Like, archaeologically, everything that they've found is consistent with the time. Like, everything, all the things that they did, they found they ways, were capable of doing they've, with the tools that they had. They found ways to display that they could have done it, but the level of precision that they were able to achieve is, it Remarkable. makes it, it makes it look like it's not really feasible. So there was, like, um, drilled holes into super dense, 
like marble rock and the precision they said that they could have done it with copper drill bits and as much as that's possible if you look at how clean the tooling is it honestly seems like they used other methods that we might have had people say that we either had like a retrograde in technology and we've been this advanced before and we went back and they had higher technology similar to what we have now but well, it's, a, it's kind of a civilization wiped out but so. you'd, yeah. you'd think it'd still be a, it'd be buried somewhere right yeah that's what's like crazy you'd, you'd find it somewhere that's the conspiracy well we have we have so much stuff we haven't even uncovered yet yeah. so it's it's got to be somewhere or there's got to be signs of it somewhere. Like, what about the, what do you go, is those hieroglyphics? Is that what they're called? Yeah. Yeah. They Maybe some writing there or something like that. I think, uh, also, you look at, the, the pyramids are kind of in ruins now, and they say, like, the sandstone used to be polished on the outside. And but was it was colored, right? Yeah. I about to say it was colored, and it was actually, I, I, like, I solid. It was colored, but it was polished sandstone. So it was a smooth finish on the outside, <laughs> and there was, like, a, a metallic cap on the top. So well, at like least in a, at least in Assassin's Creed, it was it was colored. <laughs> I don't know if that's accurate though. But, like playing the Assassin's Creed game is is cool. No, it's like, it, it's actually cool. I actually I uh I played Odyssey because I like Greek mythology, and so and then I played Origins too because like why wouldn't you want to play with some pharaohs and you know the last one stuff. I played was Assass- I haven't played it in a long time. But I played Assassin's Creed three. And it's crazy how historically accurate those games are. I know. Like, uh, the when the um, what was the the church that burned down? Oh. Oh, is that the Spain church? No. Oh, Spain. I can't the Grotto. Fam- no. No, this was Look recent. It up. Oh, it was the it was the Notre Dame one, right? The yeah. Fr- was it? The Fran- was it in France? Yeah. France? Yeah. Talking about when Notre Dame burned recently. Which, whichever one, maybe it was. It was that, that huge clock tower fell down, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was Notre Dame, I the, think. The most accurate, um, the most accurate modeling that they had of that was from an Assassin's Creed game. So really? when they when they rebuilt it, they used the Assassin's Creed model That's to, insane. like, rebuild it. I think they actually use historians in the Assassin's Like, they actually help them to produce these games notre dame de paris fire yeah it was in yeah. paris yeah yeah because yeah. that's a that's like a extremely famous church yeah so you're saying they didn't reference any blueprints they didn't well, they, do, uh, they probably they used did, blueprints but, but you're saying what i heard was the most accurate model record. that they ha- that they had of the church was from the assassin's creed that's game. crazy that's actually crazy props to assassin's creed about to say but even like that and then also the Roman Colosseum. Like, think about that. How, like, precise everything was. Like, marble laid out. They had all these statues and stuff. Everything was, like, they had, perfected. Uh, the Roman concrete that we just now started to understand the recipe to. Did they understand it? I, I think they're moving towards understanding it, but it was a specific recipe of concrete that they came up with that we weren't re- able to replicate a concrete of similar strength. It's even insane with modern that, technology. that those structures are still standing. Yeah. You look at like the, so the integrity that they built them with in the engineering. It's ridiculous. Say. And you just look at everything that... We, we, we can't like. build a building to stand up to save our life, but, but those we, guys but can... But we build things to fall apart because you can't... I mean, if you sell that's something... Fair. That okay, stays, that's fair. Okay, like, yeah, that's the, fair. The, the model today is... Build it quick. Build, build something quick that's going to deteriorate quickly so when you come out with something new, you can sell it. That's fair. All right. That makes sense there. I was say even that, but like 
also too it's a huge like that's probably how a lot of greece and all those places get their tourist attraction a lot of their which the is i about to say tourists and all their income to come from tourists yeah, exploring that's definitely one of my life goals is to visit like greece and rome yeah i about to say i'd probably go i'd probably go greece greece is cool i like to see like a bunch of the temples and stuff I think like anywhere that. in the Mediterranean region would honestly be I just want to see the see. world. Yeah, to see the world. And get out and see just the world. Travel. Sucks yeah. we can't do it really right now. No. Yeah, yeah, but... I agree. It seems like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Oh, it's. I think it's getting there. I think uh, if, if we weren't as busy, if maybe we were a year graduated, whenever the flights were hitting all-time lows, right before the travel bans, yeah. when people were taking $40 trips to, to Mexico. Crazy. I think it's insane. Yeah, I need to get out and see the world. I There's think uh, the affordability to travel has honestly gotten better with Airbnbs, and they talk about you can go to Bali and get like these small little, uh, I can't even remember what they're called, but you just stay in a little shack, and you can travel for cheap, and it's definitely doable. One of our teachers, you know Mrs. Bell, right? Yeah. Yeah, she had this trip like where you go from Greece to Italy to, I, I forgot the other location, you know, Spain. Yeah, yeah. And like, why w- I wanted to do that trip so badly. Yeah. But obviously it was expensive. But at the time I was like, I realized it's like, why didn't I take that trip? Yeah. If I had the money, I would have went. I forgot how much it, it was. It was like two thousand. It's expensive, like. but, but it's never gonna be like that opportunity. Like that's cheaper than it's gonna be again. I should have. I should have talked my mom into it, but she wasn't. Merm wasn't messing with forking out two thousand bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, she was not messing with that. But, I mean, like, why wouldn't you want to take those opportunities? Yeah. Like, go see the world. I mean, unless you really don't care to go see the world. Other than that, people that want to go out and experience these different cultures and food. I mean, like, foods. Think about all the different things you could try. It's insane. Yeah. It's like, there's there's some good stuff. that when, have come, when in Like, Rome, my favorite foods come from, like, pasta. Imagine <laughs> trying some authentic Italian pasta. Someone's grandma <laughs> chefing up in the back. Yeah, all that good stuff, though. I mean, like, all the German food. Think about going to Germany. Anywhere in the world, really. I mean, it's just insane. It'd be honestly awesome oh, to travel. It. This that's is, this that's is, definitely one of my right, goals. So this is kind of dark. But have you ever had thoughts about, like, visiting a concentration camp in, like, Germany? I have not. I think I need to go. Just to, like, actually see. Because like, we see it in books. Yeah. And... You see the pictures, and it's awful. I don't think it makes it real, though. But it doesn't make it authentic. Yeah. You have to have that value of, like, like you know, the sh- like you get shivers when you see things. That, yeah. Like, either, like, it's excitement, or in this case, you'd be like, oh, that's eerie. I've heard, like, many people, like, come out of there, like, crying. I'm about to say, you went, you, did you go to the D.C. trip? I did you not. You didn't go to D.C., we, but we you did. did. You went did to you the, Holocaust. the Holocaust class. Yeah. But the thing is, in the Holocaust Museum, a lot of it was still there. It was, like, pretty, like, kind of, some of it was, like, kind of dark. But, like, the, like, main attractions there, like, the room of shoes, like, where they had, like, so many shoes of, like, the victims of it, had, were, like, all being cleaned. And, like, some of the Holocaust Museum we couldn't go to because of COVID. Oh. Like, you know, it, it was just starting this time, I think, right? Yeah. 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 And, like, some of the stuff they were kind of, you know. So, um, couldn't go to like every single part of it. So you didn't like, get the full experience. You get the full experience, but it was still a pretty good experience. That's to say, like all the paintings on the walls were still there, all the pictures, all the stories, and all that stuff. If there. if I'm going anywhere, I feel like you got to go to the main, like either the main one, like Auschwitz, or like some other to that 
stature. Just yeah. that kind of ex- like not not really experience. Hopefully, you won't experience it, but like actually see what happened, and ugh, that stuff's awful. But yeah, no, I I that's that's on my bucket list right now. To try, just try. Yeah. Plus, also kind of maybe go around Germany to see some of the World War Two, like Battle of the Bulge. Yeah. And I'd like to go to France to see D Day, and some different historic. Cause I'm more of a I like World War Two, so I'd like to go around that. I think stuff. in college to travel abroad would definitely be one of my goals. <laughs> my sister did. Really? She went to Italy. She went and saw the Roman Colosseum. She went to Venice. I mean, maybe she saw the Roman Colosseum. I don't really know. But she went to Venice, and did the little river boat thing. Gotcha. I have no gondola. Desire. Yeah, I have no desire to do that because that river's <laughs> nasty. If I fall in, I'm getting a second eye. But <clears throat> you have two eyes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Third eye. So our, our sister was able to uh, study abroad. She did a study abroad program in France, and then actually, right after she graduated, she was able to do a travel program abroad to see a lot of Europe. And I think that might be something that I try to do. Why not? Yeah, like that'd be awesome. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I think it'd be cool to study about. I don't know how that would tie into my thing. I think for any program, really, they can. It, it's possible to go study somewhere else. They have a lot of it. If, if there's programs. if there's an opportunity, I definitely would take. Look it. into it. Yeah. I would definitely at least look into it. Yeah, for sure. I think. Pretty sure it rains in Europe, so. Yeah, maybe I'll go study some clouds, some European <laughs> clouds. Study the climate in the mountains. I think you definitely. Ooh got to find a balance a lot of people talk about trying to save money all through college save money when you're young and uh just stay out of debt and try to retire early or something just get on track financially i see a lot of stuff about saving money i think it's definitely important to find a balance between saving and living because you got to spend some of your money and like go travel while you're young you got to experience things yeah you can't just stay inside or stay in plamo worcester ohio all the time you got to go out and do things I definitely want to make sure that I get to travel while I'm young. Make it that definitely a priority and a goal. About to say before you start kind of getting, I mean, like that, and then revisit it when you start getting older again. Yeah, kind of going out and experience it from like an older perspective. I think you become obviously more wiser then. You kind of just know everything a little more, down to a smaller. But, um, yeah, no, traveling is a biggie, especially. I like I want to make it an objective to really hit every state in the United States. Would you uh when you retire, would you be willing to suburb? Would you go RV with get your retirement? Van. RV, get my van. Get in the van. Snowboard everywhere. Or I think it's crazy. Surf, become a surfer, bro. You look at people doing like the the, <clears throat> the tiny house living or micro living or even like you see people uh, convert the vans and just get a sprinter van and live. And you can do that cheap, man. I mean, if you take two or three years while you're young, you can drive around the country. That'd be sick. That'd be so cool. Think about, like, you talk to older people and see, like, what the experience they have, see what their regrets are. And no one ever, like, no one regrets that they did something cool when they were young and drove around in a van for a couple years. People regret that they got an office job and didn't get to see the world. Not to say, go and explore while you have the opportunity. Exactly. So if you have the time like you, and there's an opportunity, why wouldn't you want to take exactly. it? Exactly. Like obviously, like <clears throat> we're looking to go into college next year, but I think you see people online really is where you see most of it. But just like I said, convert a van and go drive around the country for a couple of years, and I don't think that that experience is like I don't think you can get that again. Yeah, I think also too it helps that you have like family vacations to kind of go out and see places. 
I think that helps big time. But that's kind of the one thing because of sports that we haven't really gotten to, gotten to do. Yeah. It's like we're always in season for something or training for something. So. Well, I'm I'm a little bit guilty because I do go during sports. But. but there's nothing like there's nothing wrong with that. The only that I go I go like pre preseason. Yeah. I don't go dead right in the season. Yeah. I have I have for basketball. But basketball, I wasn't very good, so it was like, you know, they weren't, they weren't throwing me in anytime soon. I'll just stay out. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was it's just stuff like that. Like, I think I remember basketball season. I was going to the Keys with Lucas, and, like, I never thought in my life I'd ever go to the, like, Key West. I was like, that'd be sick. Why not go? And I went, and I was like, you know, it was right in the middle of the season, but I was like, you know what? I wasn't really that passionate about basketball. Yeah. And I wasn't really that great, so I was like, I'm just going to go down. Why not? That'd be sick, though. I think definitely any like opportunities to travel are fleeting. And, I mean, you're not going to get a lot of those chances again. So if you have the chance to go, I think it's worth it. Go somewhere safe, though. <laughs> yeah. Not like a like a bad part of, like, Mexico or something. Like, go to the no, nice parts. Like, go, go to the nice parts like, of that's Mexico. Some of, like, some of the crazy stories you hear is, like, you leave the resort. You leave, jump. leave the resort and strip yeah. your car. It, it's, they literally say, don't leave the resort. Armed guards. Yeah. Yeah. That's ugh. But, but some, to like, a degree. some of the countries that, some of the political climates of the countries that, like the beautiful places are pretty bad. Yeah, dangerous. Yeah. Well, what Cuba? Yeah, I'd say yeah. Cuba is like beautiful, but like you can't go there. <laughs> yeah, because it's what is it again? It's like communist. Communist. Yeah. Socialist. Socialist. Yeah, my um, my uh, stepdad's in the military, and my mom like back, uh, they got like married. Um, a month before my stepdad got deployed to um, somewhere out in like I don't remember where it was but it was somewhere out of the country and um, my mom like wanted to go see him and like you know go like fly there and she was like and my stepdad was like no you're not doing that because if you fly there alone as a woman they will like TSA will take you and do stuff that you don't want to happen to you gotcha yeah that's crazy. That's awful. There's some crazy places in the world. Germany. Definitely. It was Germany. Really? Yeah. Germany? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that. Huh. Maybe it was just for the base, like through the military program. It was just rough. Yeah. I've always thought it would be kind of cool to be in the military and, and travel the world. I'd say it's a great opportunity to go explore, but it's a lot of time you got to give up. That's what I, I think is crazy. There's... There's definitely <clears throat> temptation to join the military because you talk about you can get your college paid for. You can get, I mean, a lot of times, like I was talking about job outlooks earlier, you have 100% guaranteed employment at it. I mean, you owe them five years of your employment. I mean, you're getting paid, but I mean, that's you're obligated to work five years. But that means when you get out of college, you have a job lined up and you can really go see the world. There's definitely some temptation. There's definitely uh, pluses to joining the military but like you said there's downsides there's, there's, a long there's pros and cons to everything I mean it just really depends on if you really want that lifestyle or I mean, not. if you're willing to make the commitment for that long no, the it's thing like, is like uh, great sacrifice yeah yeah and man, I don't know I've kind of had a grown to have a fascination with like challenging my body and, like especially with wrestling and just like challenging my body and seeing the lengths I can push myself to and like being in the military like being a Navy SEAL those dudes are most mentally tough, and you can you can say the guys who make it through there are almost crazy for this kind of things that they have to go through. Yeah. And it's just like you get to travel the world, you're 
like classify as like an elite member of society because you've you've I mean those things that, that they have to go through are like quantifiably crazy. Savior like, service is the worst because you have to be away from your family or um, the people that uh, stand at the um, tomb of the unknown. You have to be away from your family. I think so. Sh- I think uh, the tomb of the unknowns like ten years from not seeing your family. For really? Ten years. It's yeah. crazy. I never heard of that. Because you're there, you sleep for a little bit, and you go back out. You sleep, you eat, go back out and guard the tomb of the unknown, and then after hours of that, even through rain, a storm, like the only time they've ever taken someone out um, of there was when like kind of like a tornado or something was going through. That's the only time. That's when, crazy. Like, the craziest winds, the craziest rain, all that stuff, they keep them there. Well, that dude, there was a dude that got shanked in the foot. That happened one time. Yeah. Some dude, like, accidentally got stabbed because the instructor was flipping the guns and stuff, and then he accidentally, I think, let it too low and shanked, but he didn't lose composure. He just kept marching. But The, the change of the guard there is crazy. <coughs> look at how automatic those guys look. I still haven't seen that yet. It lo- I need to see it in person. In person? It I looks, haven't seen it in person. It looks sick. I need to go to DC. I think that that discipline is definitely like you talked about having a want to be in something organized like that. I think if you're a person who likes discipline, definitely the military is an option. I gotta see all nations capital, <laughs> forced, Gen A. That movie's crazy. That's a great I've, movie. I think I've only seen it all the way through one time. <laughs> oh, you're crazy! I watched every what? time it's on TV. I watch. I watch it from start to finish, and the best thing about it is that it's three hours long. So if you need like a thing to get through a road trip, literally listen to it or watch it start to finish, and you that's three hours of your time knocked out. <laughs> and Forrest Gump. Man, I'm a bad road trip person. I cannot. I can't sleep in cars, so I'm just sitting there all night, man, bored. You know what's crazy? That's why that drive the car. That yeah. movie is, like, so well planned that it goes through literally everything, like the course of history. I think that's just so cool. You're a big, big fan? I love Forrest Gump. I, that, eh, Forrest no. Gump is a great movie. Forrest Gump is great. You got a favorite scene? Oh, no. I don't know. I think it's funny. Like, there's some really funny scenes. Like, the one where uh, it's the Watergate. And he's yeah. like, I think someone's looking for a lot switch. <laughs> There's like stupid stuff like that. <laughs> or like the one where I got pee. And, and I always said I was special. Lieutenant Dan Ice Cream. Oh my gosh. Or when I think, yeah, because the, was it Bubblegum Shrimp or whatever? It got bought out by Apple. It's some fruit company. Bought out. <laughs> it's like Apple. It's like, oh my gosh, that's so funny though. Because he just puts it in ways that's like so like stupid, but it's like so crazy that that's yeah. that's whatever he goes. I think that's so funny. I definitely want to make a point to watch more movies. I've never been a big movie watcher. I'm a huge movie. I watcher. like movies. I movies, don't, man. movies are so much better I, than TV series because TV series you gotta wait like that amount of time to watch another one. I get like, I like movies. It's TV. all right there. It's displayed I, all I right. I don't really for watch you. TV or movies. I'm, I watch YouTube a lot. Honestly, I'd rather watch five or ten, ten minute, twenty minute videos. TV's I gone just, out the I wayside. Definitely. I'm about to say. There's not you don't see a lot of people watching TV no. unless it's for like sports, but even then it's on like Hulu Live and all that yeah. stuff. Because the advertisement is too active, every four minutes, you get four minutes of commercial. Yeah. I'm about to say, ugh, no. YouTube yeah. double ads have been bugging me though. That's definitely. I'm about to say, cause I can you know I definitely remember like 
that was my phone. I would sit in front of the TV and just watch like SpongeBob or Cartoon Network or something like that. And now it's kind of like I don't even watch. Like I watch YouTube. Yeah. YouTube's like my main source of my time. And it's you know it's dumb videos, but like they're entertaining to me. True. Not to say for the most part, but other than that, I mean, I've just never been a movie guy. Movies are. I especially like movies. Once movies. I get towards an hour, hour and a half, man, I just like just get bored. Oh. I can pay attention. Like, I, I can pay it. attention to it. Like, and when I do watch a movie, I get like very into it. Like, I if get you try into to talk it. to me. I get into or, like, it. Like if you're talking during the movie, it bothers me. You if talk you, like, about you talk about like wanting to join the army. Whenever I watch like American Sniper, ever I'm like oh. Navy Seal, going right to it. I'm enlisting right now. <laughs> I'm 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 going over there, but. And then I realized myself. I'll watch yeah, some Michael Bay stuff. I can watch Transformers. You get the explosions going, the big uh, oh, you CGI gotta watch. robots. You gotta, oh, all right. Transformers right, take, just appeals to like, take the, take the, the male gender. Right? <laughs> Every <laughs> male stereotype. Like, take the Transformers CGI checks the list. Pretty girls, explosions, guns, I'm about to say, <laughs> hey, robots. Yeah, why wouldn't you want that? That's pretty badass. But like, wouldn't, you know what I'm talking about another movie? That's fake as all we get out. But like, it's sick because it's just got shanking and stabbing. It's the 300. Man, you talk that. about I've Leonidas and the 300. Like, oh, this Just is cutting dudes' people head off, and yeah. you see spears going through people's chest. It's sick. Oh, my gosh. It's so awesome. Why wouldn't you want to watch that? movie super long? In my opinion? <laughs> no, no, it's like an hour and 30 minutes. Oh, it's not long at all. I was the old like movie, is... movie that like, is like five hours long. Oh, yeah, no, that's long. Like, all the like cart racing and stuff. Oh, yeah, not that. The old movie is super long. Interstellar. That Have is you a long seen one. that movie? Okay, Interstellar. We, we watched it with Dejan. Remember when we watched that with Dejan? I think. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That movie, they all went to bed. And the more and more you watch it, the more and more you watch it, the more and more trippy it gets. Oh, it's crazy. But everything, like, makes sense. I remember, because we watched it again in astronomy class. Because why would like, Interstellar is, like, probably... Uh, it, I mean, it's one of the most accurate space-oriented movies as far as, like, astrophysics and all that stuff goes. It's crazy. But that movie is, like, the way they did it is crazy intelligent, but also it's a really good movie. I agree. Plus, I think I took a two-hour nap during that movie and still ended up watching three hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, but that movie, that's a good movie. And, um... The, the chick from uh was it Princess Diaries? She's the she's like the one of the professors. She's kinda hot. <laughs> so uh, uh Forrest Gump, your all time favorite? No. What up. is? Up. Uh, I love Up. Up, up is a good movie. Up is my favorite animated Doug, movie for sure. Doug yep. just Doug just has that I was he's just that dude. I mean a dog, but I was he's, he's kind of round as a little kid, had my eyes were kind of squinty. Oh, you mean, perfect, Russell. Russell. I'm about to Russell. say you were Russell. I didn't. I didn't do the Boy Scouts or anything. But if you look at a picture of me when I was younger, man, I was Russell. This is happy-go-lucky little dude running around. I'm about to say, you know, we had Jacob Russell. He's a little <laughs> yeah, bit low. Yeah. I always call him Russell. I love that name because it's from love. <laughs> <laughs> Russell, you know. From a, that's a solid movie. That's a great movie. That's that's Once like you get a little favorite. older and you understand what about a, say, a miscarriage is, it gets a little sad. Listen, time. listen. Fifteen, f- the first fifteen minutes of it, you might shed a tear, 
And then after that, you're fine. And then at the end, you might shed a tear again. I won't spoil it, but it's been out for a while, so I'm going to spoil it. You know, you (laughs) see the house on the cliff, all right? (laughs) They finally, you know. Paradise Falls. Yeah, Paradise Falls. They finally get it there. But, like, that is. That's a solid movie. That is a great movie. movie. I like. Oh, go on. So, on the topic of movies, if you want to know the longest movie ever made, it's not like a mainstream movie, like a Hollywood movie, but it's called Experimental Film. It was uh, 857 hours long. Yeah, no thanks. Uh, <laughs> short of 95 days, 17 hours. The, 95 days. The project type was, in 2008, uh, two dudes, I don't know how to pronounce their name, asked themselves where modern electronic gadgets come from. They conceived the idea to follow the production cycle of a pedometer, in reverse chronological order from end sales back to its origin and manufacture. Yeah. What's a pedometer? I'm already I going think, to sleep. I think <laughs> it counts your steps? Yeah, I think the pedometer counts your steps. Woohoo, I'm already going to sleep. Yeah, um, good night. A 95 day movie. That's terrible. 85 day movie. Day. The route Ugh. of, or no, it was 850 hours. 857 hours, 35 days long. Um. The route of the journey commenced in Stockholm, then went in some country I can't pronounce, then to Gothenburg, okay, a bunch of a bunch of European countries or Asian countries. I, I'm not sure where they are, but, you know. I mean, you think you shoot that movie in one take and it's a month of your time. How long does it take to get a month of quality footage? The screening was five weeks long Ugh. of straight mm-hmm. movie. And people showed up? Yeah, no, slow. Um, what was I going to say? Oh. Favorite movie of all time has got to be uh, Shawshank Redemption. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. What's his? Uh, Andy Dufresne. Andy Dufresne. Andy Dufresne. Let's say Morgan Freeman. It's another Morgan Freeman. Which is, that's probably like Morgan Freeman's like best movie. Uh, he's got a I haven't seen. I haven't seen a lot of Morgan. Well, I have, but I haven't. Gotcha. There's, there's, I don't know if you can. I there's mean, parts of like there's parts where Morgan Freeman's in it, and then there's the Morgan Freeman movie. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Shawshank is he's mainly in it. When you have that extensive of a career, though, I think it's hard to see everything that they're known for. I say. I just get in like moods with actors. So like, I'll watch one movie with a good actor in it, and I'll watch five other movies with that actor in it, just because I want to see that actor play different roles. Like I've watched like. Three Matthew McConaughey movies lately. Interstellar. <laughs> Interstellar, yeah, but I liked. Uh, I watched Dallas Buyers Club, which was a. Really I haven't good seen movie. that. Isn't that Sex at a Rodeo? Yeah. Oh. He get, he, it's basically a story about HIV. And about to say, doesn't he get like? An he, STD it just or makes something? a commentary on the FDA and Ugh. and like uh, how they restrict drugs that could end up helping people. Yeah. Um. I, I have some favorite actors. Burt Reynolds. I don't know if you ever watched Smokey and the Bandit. No, no. but I've heard of it. I was about to say, Smokey and the Bandit, he's in like two movies. Like, I think it's the... What are the two? Look up the two Burt Reynolds movies. I think it's The Reverence? I don't know. It's the one where... Have you ever heard Dueling Banjos? The, 
Yeah. That's the movie he's in. Gotcha. So he's in that movie, and then he's in Smoking Bandit. Smoking Bandit's great. Um, He is in Smoking <clears throat> Bandit. And then what's the other one? Deliverance. That's it. All right, that's all I need to know. Don't worry about the other ones. Yeah. Um, the longest yard. yard, the 1974. Oh, no, I'm about to say no. Different. It's not the it's not the longest <laughs> yard. You guys know. Um, yeah. So he's in the Deliverance, and he's in the. So I have like favorite actors that are only in like two movies, but like. Um, and then I have. Do you guys have like a favorite comedian? Um, when I was younger, definitely Gabriel Iglesias was a good one. That's one. That's like, the big fat dude, right? Yeah, he's yeah, funny. Right? I like Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle's funny. Now that I'm older, yeah. I just, like, I, I don't know. I want to go to, like, a, a comedy club and see, like, a, a, a comedian in person. I'd have to find my, like, I'd have to find my comedian. Like, I, my, the, my favorite comedians are dead. Don Rickles is my favorite comedian. He's kicked the bucket. And then his wife recently kicked the bucket. And so. <laughs> Better find a new favorite comedian. <laughs> I know. Uh, I was like, I watched, I got hooked on those Dean Martin roast. That tells you anything of all the comedians that I like. <laughs> what do you think about the state of comedy right now with political correctness and everything? Yeah. You said what? What do you think about the state of comedy right now? Oh, sorry. Like, I thought you said the state of comedy. Um, like, as far as like as far as what what can you say and what, what you can't, can't you like, say? As uh, far as like what what can be treated as a joke and what can't. I don't know. I mean, comedy's comedy in different ways. Exactly. I I think it's hard because. At some level, like some things just shouldn't be said. Well, I say some level things are messed up to a yeah. certain extent. There's there's the things that are absolutely messed up, and then there are the things that are messed up, but they're funny. If you do, if exactly. you play the if you play your cards right, it'll be funny. If you display it in some way that's not funny and it's just stupid, then it's not gonna be good. I think they need to play a little bit more. Uh understand context a little bit more and give people a break because when, when someone's giving a comedy set it's kind of understood that they don't really mean what they're saying I about some to say, people get I think Kevin Hart I think Kevin Hart got in a little bit of trouble with that I think he got in like a little bit of trouble with the LGBTQ community I think almost everybody's been doing comedy for a long time has gotten in some trouble I'm honestly not a fan of like cancel culture no no that's stupid <laughs> I think I saw a TikTok today that they were going to cancel our they were scared that they're going to cancel the scene from Cars because he's talking about the black tires and he's like, "No, you don't need the black tires. You need the white tires because they're shining." The white wall tires is it's like a yeah. Classic. What cancel? Then they cancel chess because it's black on white or something like that. Yeah, or, it's crazy. Everything or a pool because you hit the eight ball last and the eight ball's black. I haven't heard of those ones, but I mean, it's just crazy. Every, like, Ugh. some of it seemed reasonable at first, and now it's just kind of getting crazy. Nah. Y'all ever hear about the uh, master bedroom and master bathroom cancel culture? Because it's master bedroom. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I never knew that. That's terrible. I heard about the the Potato Head one was big recently. It's, oh, uh, wait, it's because it was brown or something? No, it's not Mr. Potato Head anymore. It's just Potato Head. Oh, okay, because you, you can't label. Oh, he could be either or. I yeah, guess you could I guess you could dress him up as a girl if you want. There were some, uh, there's been some movement to get um, boys and girls sections removed from stores. And it's just kids. No division. I can yeah. respect, like, that's I can respect having different pronouns. I can respect, like... Thinking that you belong, you, you were born in the wrong body. I agree. Like, I don't, I don't feel that. But if someone felt that, I can respect. That. I, I, I can, I can completely respect and understand. But that. like, 
I don't think that you need I, to I change like, the norm to accommodate that. Right, and I feel like if, like, I, I just don't like cancel culture because how do you learn? Like, how how do you learn? You make mistakes, and you don't do. If you do something wrong, you don't do it again. I mean, within limits. That's how you learn. Like, there's some things that you just flat out can't say, and you can't claim like, "Oh, it was a mistake." Yeah, I agree. But I don't know. There's some things that I just think is. And I think when when there's professionals in, like, you talk about comedians who have been recorded for thousands of hours in their careers, and you dig back 10 years and find somewhere that they slipped up and try to cancel them today for it, I think that's kind of ridiculous. And it's just, like, it's a, it was a, probably a completely different climate then. Yeah. That's, like, I think context needs to be given for a lot of things. Yeah. What about the syrup debate? And Jemima. And So... <laughs> a lot of what I've I've actually seen something recently. I agreed a while ago that it was stupid to take all the, like that's that's representation is what I thought it was at first, but actually that was a negative representation that stemmed from the concept of house slaves and the, the Aunt Jemima was never a real person. It was a twist off of the phrase "Ain't your mama" in the sense that the house slave that would be caring for the children wasn't actually the mother of the children. So, initially, I thought that it was stupid to remove representation, but apparently there's actually some negative history surrounding it, and it actually might have been more reasonable. Is this, like, factual history? Or is I'm it, not Is certain. this what they're, like, predicting it to be? I, I'm not certain, actually. I'd have to do more research. But I I agree that some, like, product cancellations and getting rid of Mr. Potato Head are taking it a step far, I think. Not to say, if you want to, like, if there's a reasonable argument against that, like, cancel culture, there's something that, okay, we need to fix. And you actually provide this, and it's reasonable. Like, you can actually, we actually do need to fix some stuff, I think. But at the same time, like, pool, like, uh, let's take that example, for example. Like, the eight ball hitting it last, because uh, I guess it's racist or something like that, that's not necessary. It's just pool. I got you. All right, that, in that case, we'll just change it to neon or something. I'll change the eight ball of neon or something, but I don't know. I if it's reasonable to do that stuff, then by all means. But if it's not, why bother with it? Because we already got enough problems going on right now. I think that stuff's stupid. Yeah, but definitely, there's some stuff that needs to be fixed up, for sure. Especially. I just think it's crazy, though. Especially what everything's come to. But, I mean, you can't really hold an opinion anymore, either. Yeah. If it's the... If it's a reasonable opinion, you could offend, like... It's hard not to offend someone. That's what I... Yeah, that's what I'm going for. It's hard not to offend... Because, like... Your opinion will always be wrong by somebody. Yeah. But that's, like, that's... The art of discourse is there's always going to be someone... And that's fine. But when they're saying your opinion is wrong and that's your opinion, that's where it's kind of screwed. I agree with you. So so you're saying someone's always going to disagree with you, but it's getting to the point where holding one opinion is not... You're, like, you're not allowed to. And you might yeah. be like blackballed. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So that's... Yeah, okay. So that's... So you think that people should... More, people should I bet I say like there's, there's opinions that are not good. Yeah. Like, there are not good opinions that are wrong opinions. But then there are the opinions that, like, it could be a toss-up either or. Like, you could think this or you could think that. And if you think that, 
people are going to bash your opinion and think it's wrong, it's terrible. Like, you need to respect that opinion and, like, converse about it. And you need think, to respect on both sides. Yeah, about to say, there needs to be a, a mutual understanding that just to agree to disagree. Yeah. And I think that's what's happened a lot. I feel like there's definitely been a loss of the mutual understanding piece. Yeah. Where it's just like if you identify as having one one perspective, then it's you're black or you're white. Like there's no gray. Like there's no, no middle there's ground. No gray. There's no middle ground. I think that honestly a big part of it is there's there's no urge to understand either side. Like people aren't willing like with Trump and Biden, you'd see someone post online about Trump and then someone in the comments, they're not even willing to read the other opinion. They're just, like, looking to oppose each other. They don't even care to try to understand each other. I have to say, like, if you genuinely do your research and you hate something, that's fine. You have research, you have facts to back it up. But if you're just saying this because it's the mainstream... I think there's way too many bandwagon opinions. Oh, 100%. You see the change account on Instagram, and a lot of people (laughs) post that, and they don't even research for themselves. And I'll be honest, like, I hold predominantly liberal views, but I don't repost all the, like, a lot of the change stuff just because, I, I mean, a lot of it is kind of, I mean, just taken to an extreme and kind of uh, not always fact-checked, and I don't like that. Yeah, but I, that's the thing. If you're going to post something of that extreme, I think you should do your research on the whole thing. Like, before you post something, like a news channel or something like that, before you post it out there, you... You need to have facts and articles and stuff to back it up to really understand and give a better understanding. I think a lot of news channels have done a bad job of that too. And I think half CNN and half uh, Fox. Fox and all those other like thing is they're not. It's not that CNN and Fox are doing a bad job. It's just that they're they're not trying to do a good job. They're they're doing a perfect good job of what they want to do. It's just yeah. Their goals are not necessarily what's best for our society. Yeah, I know, and I yeah, that they do. That's what I mean. When they come from a bad job, doing putting out bad yeah, points of I things, agree. I think it's stupid. Polarized information. Yeah. But polarized sells. So, and the business model is to make money. It's not to necessarily give the people most, the best the well-rounded ultimate. opinion. Right. Yeah. You know what's kind of got? I would say this. So now we're on like we were talking about technology and all that stuff. You know what's kind of gone is newspapers. No one really. I mean, you have the the classic people that get newspapers annually. It's still the newspaper trucks that deliver newspapers every morning and bring them out. Now they're starting to do it online. You can get a subscription online, and like a hard copy of a newspaper is kind of gone downhill. Yeah, I about to say certainly. But, like, way you get your news, like, I think Worcester, especially starting to, like, my mom said the newspaper's just so little because there's nothing to report about half the time. And so, that, let alone, because that's where you used to get all your news source from. Like, World War Two ending! Everyone yeah. throws up their papers, woohoo! I still have an original newspaper from when we landed on the moon. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's up in my room right now. I'll show you guys when we're done with this. But um, I have all the articles from it. I have, like, obviously, like, Neil Armstrong. I have, uh, like, the routes they took and some of the quotes and things like that. Like, it's cool. And there's also, like, other stuff on it, too. 
like buy your dairy for 98 cents at the local, you know, like local Beeler, like an old Beeler's logo or something. I think it's cool. Like all that old stuff is cool to look back and see yeah. how it's cool to have something tangible. Yeah. Like a either if it's a newspaper clipping or like a photograph. Yeah, yeah, yeah for but sure. Everything is moving to digital. And it's kind of it's kind of strange to see. It's it's going to be strange when we go to look back and we're scrolling through like a a set of files and we're not digging through a shoebox full of clippings clippings like our like our parents do. Yeah. No, that's going to be that's it's different for sure. But I think that stuff's cool to look back. I mean, that's why I like that's why I like collecting albums. I think it's cool to have a hard copy of music. Physical like about, tangible. Yeah, a hard copy of music. That's why I collect albums. I that's why I said I'm always prepared. Day that electricity completely goes out, I'm gonna find some way to play these records. You're still gonna need some electricity. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna well, put a little. Hand cranked. I'm about to say when the internet shuts down. I guess. Yeah, when the internet shuts down. Electricity, but the internet's down. And what is that? Sell your data. Yeah. yeah. When that all goes out the wayside and you can't connect, I got my goes music out the here. Wayside. I got my, I got my music yeah, here. Come the I'm apocalypse. If I, if I had a dollar for every time. Something went out the wayside. I'd be a rich man. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> DJ Apocalypse. He's gonna have the record player turning. You think we're gonna have zombies coming anytime soon? No. What would you guys do in a zombie situation? Why is that? You wouldn't have food though. There's what? guns there. Okay, yeah, you go so to Walmart. All the people going to get uh, the yeah, guns that are going to get for you. How about you lock yourself in Walmart? You got clothes. You how are you going to lock yourself in Walmart? Yeah, like there's Dude. about like how many employees that got the keys there? You, realize... you guys are both saying you're going to go to public places where there's going to be a large amount of people. There's 25,000 gonna... people in Worcester. I guarantee you at least a thousand of them are saying if the zombie apocalypse comes, I'm going to Walmart. And a lot of them are probably armed. You're not you know what? I'm, I'm pulling up the Best Buy. I'm going to chuck TVs at these <laughs> these zombies walking up. I'm staying home where the zombies don't bother me. I'm not going where everybody's at. Shut your door. Shit, what if, you I go, do? if I go to Walmart, I'm going to get shot before I get attacked by a zombie. How do you think the virus would spread, though? Like, Dude, I don't know. I don't know. It's not... It... Laboratory. The classic laboratory explosion. And then the... The lab scientists get it, and then they that bite other people. Look how COVID spread. Yeah, I think that's bats, right? It started, right, but it's an there's infectious theories. disease. Oh. It's infectious disease that was able to mutate and spread from animals to humans. Okay, well, this is about zombies. No bit of airborne too. So. Yeah, a lot of bit airborne. That's <laughs> <laughs> most of it. Yeah, I would. I'd probably go to like ooh, you go to Dunham's. What are you, Bro, what are you gonna, all, you're gonna sit in a kayak? On the wall? <laughs> These are all just tours. Hey, float out in your little ocean or lake. Yeah, Lion Lake. What am I gonna sit do, out there, dude? snipe some zombies, eat a PB and J, swim back into your uh, place, What's make another sandwich? Terrible idea. Start from the Lion Lake. Oh, dude. This is a this is a this is a big if. Yeah, yeah, and then you guys are running to Dunham's. There I am waiting for you guys. <laughs> Yeah, Come on, boys. Time, last time you picked me up in the truck, I fell out the back and laid on the table. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm calling someone else. I said, I said, stop the truck for a second. You stop for half a second. I stand up on the bed and you gun it. I'm falling out the back of the truck. Put it in reverse, Terry. Put it in reverse. Damn near broke my arm. 
You really, <laughs> you almost messed us both up. Yeah, bad. bad. You know what? We almost won that game too. We did. We win. did win. No, we did. We almost won. Me and Brady almost won. If it wasn't for <laughs> that little motherfucker to go get a double shot. Max ratted you guys out. No, that was the worst part. You guys would have never won if we would. But you didn't even know I was still at your house. No, that was bad. That would have. They thought you left. No, no, no. They didn't we, know where I, was I didn't know because we didn't think you knew where I lived. Max told us. And he Max, told, he yeah. showed us. Oh, that little son of a bitch. I followed. Okay, so the crazy thing was, I left the neighborhood, and he was like a quarter mile behind me, and he saw me. And I was driving towards your house, but instead I went behind beat ups and I found a way to get behind him. So then I was following him, and he look, I saw him like he stopped at the stop sign in front of Panera, and he looked around for like a good 20 seconds. And I was parked in the Panera parking lot with my lights off. And he drove right past me, so then I ended up falling into the gas station. Dude, I'm standing around the side of the corner. I don't know what it must feel like to be in real combat, because I'm sitting there holding a squirt gun with my thumb up my ass. I was around the, corner of a, around the corner of a gas station, and my heart is pumping out of my chest. And like, oh there's nothing gosh. on the line here. And I just come around, and he's standing there like deer in headlights, dude. I come running at him. He just looks at me holding this drink, and I just spray him with a squirt gun. That was, that was so funny. Damn. Dude, that sucks. <laughs> I'm so pissed. You guys don't have to run it this year, right? Are well, guys... we would if there wasn't no COVID. I'm about to say, but like now it's you not guys... that hard to uh, not that hard to not get sprayed when you can sit in your house all day. Yeah, people want us to run it though. Yeah, I don't know how we could do that. You have to find some way to. Half the people don't even go to school. How That's you gonna, what I'm saying. How you it's like how are you gonna find people? But. If we can get people to sign up for it, people want it. We'll do it. This is a this is a plug for Assassins 2021 Spring. Plug. How long are we going here? It's we're almost at two hours. Yeah. Uh, One hour twenty five minutes. One hour twenty five minutes. You're supposed to. All right, whatever. I wasn't stopping. I got this is the Stokes hour. Yeah, this is this is Stokes hour and a half coming at you. I got one last question. Twice. This one is specifically directly at Joey. Oh boy. Baseball. No. 2021. I actually decided I'm not playing. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, you heard it here first, kids. And hopefully people. <laughs> hopefully people are listening not to this. Not talking to the void. Uh, whatever. All right, Joey. And then what are you doing this spring? This spring, I'm, I'm working. I'm working a farm job. Ooh. Pine are... trees. I actually had thoughts about being a pine tree farmer. Like, really? Am I Christmas another trees? life? I get reincarnated, maybe I'll be a Christmas tree so farmer. So you're, you're currently 18. You can be a Christmas tree farmer in this life. Yeehaw. No, I got other things I got to do. <laughs> Christmas tree farming? I got a few. I got, like, <laughs> no. I got a few life. I guess that's like yinga dinga dergen. Yeah, probably closer. Yeah. Little, like German origin on the yeah, pine trees. Yeah, you, like yodeling outfit. Oh, what what yeah. the what the doof and the Grinch wears. Oh, like yeah. Yodeling at the top of the mountain. Yeah. Okay, well. We'll sign off because this is way too long. Anyways, thanks for joining us, guys. Yeah, no, no thanks problem. for having us. <laughs>